Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Whole Lot of Life. Hey guys, welcome back. We absolutely love that you guys enjoyed our latest episode. We double loved recording it. Such exciting news for Emily and her husband, Ryan. Um, And just the messages that flowed through of support and love. It's just so great to hear. Thank you guys. And it is so nice to hear from all of you and your personal stories that everyone's on their own journey and you can have such different experiences in similar situations and at the end of the day, each their own. And we're just super grateful that our journey has taken its next turn and um, opening its next chapter, really. But super excited and thank you for all the love it means a lot we have another exciting episode coming up for you guys we've got another guest on the podcast i'm gonna let emily introduce this one though this might this is a personal one for me this is my best friend my other best friend because you all know (laughs) lauren is here we're stuck with her um (laughs) but claire has been one of my closest friends for well over a decade now we went to school together We've done the overseas thing together. We've done it all. And she is that person, sort of like you, Loz, that I guess you have in your life through thick and thin and they've seen you at every high and low, basically. In 2019, I was about to say last year, but COVID has made my Taken years a whole away. year away. Yeah. yeah. But in 2019, her world kind of hit a really big speed bump. And she was diagnosed with leukemia. So at the time she was a first time mum, and her little girl was only five months old and their world was turned upside down in a mere couple of hours, really. So we thought, why not get Claire on now? She's in remission. Fast forward a couple of years, she's now in remission, which is wonderful. And we thought, why not? Let's get Claire on, have a bit of a chat. There is so many other people out there in the world that are in similar situations or have been and can relate. That's right. And I'm so excited just to kind of, you know, obviously chat with her. You know, she was a first-time mum. She went through such a big battle. Um, She obviously had her partner and her family. But just to kind of, yeah, get that that experience that she kind of went through because, you know, it's hard us sitting on the sideline. You don't really know what's going through that person's head if that makes sense, like what they're feeling, how how they're coping. So, yeah, I'm really excited to have a good chat with Claire and, and um, yeah, learn a bit on first-time mum. And, and being thrown that challenge when you're 22 as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like such, such a young age to um, be hit with something so big. So welcome, Claire, onto our podcast. Hey, Claire, welcome to our podcast, Whole Lot of Life. How are you going today? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being on. This is so cool. I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Do you want to do a bit of an intro as to who you are and what brings you to today's episode of Whole Lot of Life? <laughs> I'm Claire, 25. I live in Toowoomba and I have one three-year-old daughter. And Emily has asked me to join today, I guess, to talk about things that have been happening in my life. Yes. Awesome. All right, Emily, take it away. Where do we start? (laughs) You're a busy person. Um, We did mention in the intro that in 2019, you were diagnosed with leukaemia. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember that it's the ALL leukemia, the all. That is correct. Yep. Yes. ALL stands for acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It was a pretty serious time, wasn't it? It was, yes. It was very unexpected at the time. I had given birth to my daughter five months before, uh, five months before I was diagnosed. So she was only five months old when I was diagnosed. And it was kind of random that the doctor had picked it up. I didn't feel I had any symptoms at the time. I went to the doctor um, just for a checkup. I did notice I had a lot of bruising on my leg. So I mentioned that to her and she sent me for some blood tests, which I had after my appointment. And eight o'clock that night, she rung me and was like, you need to go to um, the emergency right now. And I was just in so much shock. I wouldn't think from a few bruises. Yeah. Like I'm literally thinking bruises like low iron, you know, like yeah, that was my exact thought. I thought, oh, yeah. I'll just go and get my iron checked because it's always, it's often been low and I thought that yeah. was all it's going to come back at. So, but no. Wow. So did they tell you over the phone or did she just say, look, um, something's shown up, can you come to the emergency room? She, I, it's so hard to think back to when it was actually happening, but yeah, I do no, remember fair. her mentioning something about leukemia on the phone because I got off wow. the phone to her and I rung my mom and I was like, mom, the doctor just rung me and she mentioned something about leukemia and wow. I was freaking out. Yeah, that would have just been like a massive wave of emotions, like for any normal person, but a literally five-month-old postpartum mom, your hormones will, would have still been like raging all through your body. So that would have just been like a full shock to the system. Yep, it certainly was. Wow. And it all happened really quickly, wasn't it? Um, so I spent the night in hospital. My mum had my daughter for the night, so I was up at the hospital. They just kept running blood tests all night. Um, the next morning, uh, the doctor, the haematologist came in and basically said, yep, we've confirmed this is what you have, ALL. We're going to send... Um, a guy to come in to talk to you about what's going to happen next. And he basically came in and said, there's an ambulance waiting downstairs for you now. This is what you've got. This is what's going to happen. So they basically said, you're going to go to Brisbane. Um, You'll be put up in accommodation there and it will all happen from then. So yeah, within the next morning, I was in an ambulance on my way to Brisbane. Oh, you poor thing. Crazy. Like thinking back on that. Yeah, like take my hat off to the medical professionals that, you know, got onto it quick, which is what should happen. But, yeah, it just would have been such a big shock to you. And obviously, you know, five-month-old daughter at home, you're not only thinking of yourself but you're thinking of her as well. Yeah, it was very scary. That was the first time I'd ever left her overnight and it wasn't something I was prepared for. So, yeah. It was very scary. And even my doctor, when I saw her a few months ago, she said, I just couldn't believe it. She's like, I saw you that day. You looked fine. I said to them, can she just come in the next day? She's got a baby at home. And they said, no, she needs to go to the hospital right now. Just because your immune system is basically non-existent. Yeah, no, yeah. Wow. So then you get down there. So you're, you're in Brisbane at this point. And it probably hasn't sunk in so far. If I assume correctly, you're still probably going, <laughs> what the hell has just happened? And what's next? Like, do they do they give you a plan or are you just really sitting there in the unknown for a while? Um, so heaps of people came in. So I was seeing so many different people. There was like um, social workers that come and talk to you about like what's happening and a lady, different lady would come in and basically give you a plan of what's going to happen, like a protocol they'd call it. 
So it was basically a day-to-day step-by-step of what was going to happen. So they do it a month at a time. So the first month I spent in hospital and it gives you a list of how many times a day you'll have chemo and it just pretty much tells you everything that's going to happen in that month in a piece of paper. And I remember coming and visiting you and some days like you really didn't know did you? Like some days you'd be sitting there and you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to have treatment today. Yeah. And treatment depends on your blood test as well. So in hospital, they would test um, every morning that take bloods. And so depending on your levels is dependent on if you have chemo, what chemo you have, you might need a different treatment like blood products. So yeah, every day was just come as it goes. Wow. Jeez Louise. Just listening to you like it's literally bringing tears my eyes because like I can, I can just not imagine it. Yeah, like far out. That's just insane. So how, like obviously they put you up in accommodation, which is fantastic. Um, so how did that work with like obviously your partner was at home, your five-month-old baby, like could they come and stay? Like how did that all work? Well, with the Leukemia Foundation, it was basically a unit. So there's just heaps of units for families that have to come away from home to have their treatment. So we were all able to stay there. Um, He was able to stay there with our baby. Um, Mum was able to stay there because I had to have someone with me all the time. I wasn't allowed to stay there by myself. Yeah, yeah. So it was really good in that way. Yeah, that's good. And how do you think, like, obviously, like, the whole thing would have, like we said, it would have been a whirlwind, but it. once it all sunk in like did you then start to like stress about you know like I know I'm I'm like a budget fanatic so then did you start stressing about like I know you guys bought a home not long before like how did you kind of work all that out or did you just kind of palm it off to your partner and be like can you please sort this I've got a bit on currently well yeah we actually had just signed a contract for a house we were meant I think it was Wednesday I was in Brisbane and Friday we was to pick up the keys for the house wow. that we just bought. I was still on maternity leave at the time that I was diagnosed, so I still had my maternity leave payment. Yeah. Um, he had taken some leave, mum had taken some leave. He was working on and off when he could. Um, yeah. The Red Kite Foundation, to do with the leukemia stuff, um, they would give us like gift vouchers for coals, oh, um, fuel good. vouchers for driving backwards and forwards to and from Toowoomba. And then yeah. we started looking to other options. So I had income protection as a part of my super. So oh, I was thankfully able to access that yeah. to get a monthly income while I wasn't able to work. Like hearing you say that, Claire, like that's something that no 20-year-old, 22-year-old, under their 40s, I'm going to say, thinks mm. about, like income protection. Like I wouldn't, I honestly don't even think I have it, like unless it is like in my super. We only went and reviewed it after Claire was diagnosed. We yeah, went wow. to our financial planner and went, uh, can we please look at this? And thank God we yeah. did because, you know, the, the levels that we had like weren't necessarily that great. So yeah, if it wasn't great. for Claire, yeah. we wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I didn't even know I had it until the hospital started saying, oh, these might be some of the options you have. So I was like straight onto the super and thankfully I did have it because it had never crossed my mind before. So I've made sure that my partners is up to date now as well. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone I talk to, I'm like, make sure you have income protection because you never know when you're going to need it. Obviously, like fast forward now, you're in remission, which is just fantastic. Um, and obviously I know you've headed back to work now. Um, do you think 
do you think your life's kind of normalizing out or do you think it'll always be a bit up and down because obviously you'll be you know always getting checkups and all those things yeah, so at the moment I have an infusion every four weeks still because my immune system from the heavy hit of chemo, it still hasn't picked back up on its own. Yeah. Um, so every four weeks I have an infusion and I see the doctor every 12 weeks. Yeah. Life's, I guess, I guess normal now. It's going to forever, forever be in the back of my mind, I think. Like every time I have a blood test and go to the doctor, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, what are they going to pick up? But yeah, just try and get on with life as normal as we can back at work yeah. now my daughter goes to daycare so we're just tracking on yeah I just take my hat off to you like you've just gone through so much at such a young age and you're so just, resilient yeah like it's just insane yeah I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy yeah you poor thing I remember walking through those corridors to come and visit you and you were in there when you weren't allowed out for that first little while and I remember walking through there and being like, this is such a, and obviously it was on weekends, so it was like not that busy. But I remember saying to Ryan after that first day I came on my own and I was like, this is such a dark, depressing place. Like, do you remember when you used to walk out of that elevator and you'd go past like the treatment waiting areas and things and like zigzag into that room you were in? And I just was like, how on earth you were still so positive. I was like, yeah. how on earth are you staying so positive when you're locked up in this place? Like what, what yeah, did you do it, to stay like that? I just admire I guess you for that. just looking towards my daughter and making sure that I was getting through it for her, that was the biggest part for oh, me. But I used to walk me the cry, mate. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I used to walk the corridors and I was like, I don't feel like I should be here because – Every room was just full of old people that couldn't get out of their beds. And I was pacing the corridors like I'm so bored in here, like locked up in this room. I was just pacing it like seeing all these people that couldn't even feed themselves. And And you were so young. like Yeah, I was 22. Yeah, that's just. There was was no one even remotely my age in there. They were all like easily 70 plus. Do you think being, like, obviously, like you said, like social workers and stuff were coming in, um, like, to talk to you, which is fantastic, but do you think, do you, like, do you think it helped or do you think you kind of just had to, like you said, you just had your ways of coping and you had your support system? Like, do you think there was enough support because you were so young? I, I definitely think there was. Because of my age, There's there was, I think I saw more people than, older people would see because yeah yeah like I'd have different social workers and different groups of people coming in to like offer me if I wanted a tv in my room and dvds and the social workers are really good to talk to because yeah I don't know they've seen other people go through it and they were like oh this has helped someone else maybe it will help you it sort of seems weird that it was over two years ago it surprisingly it feels like it's gone pretty fast I mean the first few months didn't feel so fast, but now it feels like it was so long ago, which mm. is good. What's next? Like, what have you got planned? Obviously, the next couple months, you just, now that you're in remission, you're still getting your infusions and things. Like, what do you want to achieve next? Did it make you go out and be 
see things differently or did you set yourself some goals like what do you want to do I feel like I do see life differently like I feel like you can't you really can't take anything for granted now um well I start back at work full-time as of next week so my life is going to be mostly absorbed by work (laughs) join the club (laughs) (laughs) yeah join that club thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah goal-wise not really at the moment I'm just focusing on enjoying my time with Ava while she's still little and while I can and just yeah trying to get to do the things that we haven't been able to do for a while like going on a holiday and taking Ava to the zoo and just little things like that really starting to do some work around our house maybe and yeah it's all onwards and upwards yeah yes hopefully and and like you said, be able to go on holidays because, like, obviously your immune system was so low when you were sick and, you know, you you wouldn't have even been able to really go to the zoo with Ava because, you know, you never know who could be walking past or, you know, what's on the seat that you've sat on, you know. So and this was pre-COVID. Kinda, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was pre-COVID. Exactly right. we, had, we had tickets to a concert, which I couldn't go to. Um, I had to wear a mask everywhere, so, like, Wearing the mask is nothing for me now because through my treatment, if I went to Coles, I had to wear a mask. Yeah. I had to wear a mask everywhere I went just because you never know what you might catch. Yeah, But I still right. had to limit what I did. So, yeah, we couldn't take her to the zoo or really take her anywhere. Oh, good on you, mate. Good on you for living your life now. Not that you weren't living your life before, but you know what I mean. You're, <laughs> you're without limits now. You can just, you know, go and do it because you're in remission. Yes, <laughs> thankfully. Hoping for a trip to Japan once I'd finished my treatment Ooh. this year, but obviously COVID stopped that. So. <laughs> yes. Next oh year. Just keep saying next year. Hopefully. <laughs> and then one year that'll be that year. <laughs> Yeah, we can hope. We can hope. With all that discussed now, I think our listeners feel like they'll probably know you a little bit more, Claire, which is probably wonderful because Loz tells me she is organising a very exciting giveaway, and I'm fairly sure that she has your business involved. Yes, so I have had a little bit of a sneak peek on our Instagram page, um, but yeah, we're going to do a bit of a giveaway um, because we reached 100 followers on Instagram. Beep, beep. And purely, like, obviously, you know, we could do a little follow. We like we ourselves could do a giveaway, but I thought, why not use the opportunity to get some more local small businesses involved. And so it doesn't just kind of get our name out there, but it gets multiple businesses' names out there, if that makes sense. So we're a small show as well. Like a hundred people for us is like a hundred unique people that actually like listening to us. Exactly. That's exactly right. So yeah, we're just kind of collaborating and Claire's business is a part of it, which we'll let you, Claire, explain that yeah I have a little have a little side hobby called little cloud co I do have a Facebook and an Instagram I mostly just use my Instagram but I like to make little personalized things like key rings um birth announcements pregnancy announcements just little things like that so I'd love to be a part of the giveaway so if you are after anything customized of any description because I don't think Claire has any boundaries when it comes yeah. to creating. She is up for a challenge. <laughs> I <laughs> am. 
hit her up. We will put her details in the show notes and make sure you stay tuned for that giveaway that Lauren has been working on because she's been pumping away in the sidelines. So is there anything else, Claire, you want to say for our listeners? Anything? Advice? Wisdom? Any advice? Just take every day as it comes. Don't take anything for granted. If you want to do something, just do it because... You never know. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, We really have loved listening to your story and just, you know, getting your insider experience. We kind of did that in the intro. We're talking about it's hard to be on the sidelines um, of, you know, someone going through that and to get their insight and to know what they were feeling and how they were getting through it and how they were coping um, is really informative for us. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. This was heaps of fun. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you all again next week.